This is The VO Life, positive conversations about living the voiceover life. Inside into the business and day-to-day grind of being a regular Joe VO. From the humble beginnings to the finally hitting a new level to getting that first big client. It's all about that VO life. Here's your host, Troy Holden. Hey, 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 and welcome back. You have found us once again, Troy Holden here with the VO Life podcast. This week, we do have a guest. Aren't you so happy? It's not just me rambling. But before we get into that, hey, let's listen to what our guest brings to the VO world. We all know the uncontrollable rage of our children when they don't get what they want. And unfortunately, those tantrums go far beyond the typical ice cream discussions in the supermarket. Zippy loves rocks. She puts them in her pockets. She hides them in her socks. Zippy digs rocks in the garden. She wipes off the dirt. Zippy carries rocks around in her shirt. And we have a special guest today, and I'm always glad to have people on because I bore myself to death talking to myself. It drives me nuts. So we want to welcome Angela Olfest. How are you, Angela? Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? I'm doing great. And you have recently picked up the new nickname, A.O. A.O. So uh, I, I'll try not to, to use that too much today. <laughs> One of, one of the things that I have, uh, and, and I have known who you are for quite a while since I got into this because you were one of those people that um, Anthony Pika was always recommending for this or that, and, and now you have launched a lot of your own stuff, and we want to get into that because I want to give you opportunity to gather more clients and get more people in and, and help more people. I know you enjoy doing that, and then, you know, just talking about a lot of the different things you're doing, but... Um, when I see your name pop up, the word audiobooks always comes to mind for some reason. I immediately associate you with that. That may be good or bad, and we'll kind of get into that. But first, tell everybody where you are and how you got started in voiceover. Currently, uh, you mean like physically? I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, geez, got started uh, about four, about four, yeah, about four years ago. I was sitting at Mm -hmm. taking a lunch, you know, at a job that I've been in for a long, 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 long time, feeling that same, you know, that need to be fulfilled. And I'm uh, looking at MSN or something at lunchtime and I've come across, I think it was Carrie Olson. And she was doing an interview about uh, her, the way that she had gotten into voiceover. And then she was talking about audiobooks. And I was like, oh, my God, because I am such a big book nerd. I'm like, oh my God, mm-hmm. if I could read books out loud to people and they'll pay me for it, heck yeah, mm-hmm. I'm in. And then, mm-hmm. of course, that led into the research phase where you start to research everything about voiceover and audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered that's this whole world. I don't know why that never clicked before, that there was somebody behind the commercial, somebody behind the cartoon voices, you know? Right. None of that really clicks. Right. But I'm right. like, oh, my God, that is somebody doing all of those voices. So I was intrigued and did all my research and kind of just jumped right in. That's that's really neat. And I was somewhat the same way of I didn't realize where it all came yeah. from. I think that was the big aha thing for me. And especially, you know, if it had been 10 years ago and you had to go to a studio and you had to live in a certain place, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have these opportunities. It'd be totally different. Mm-hmm. 
So is it is it fair to say that books are a specialty or a mainstay for you? Or you know, I know you're doing a lot of different things, but is it the the niche sort of? Um, I think inadvertently. I started out with audiobooks and I talked a lot about audiobooks and a lot of people ask me questions about audiobooks. So I think therein I became sort of the audiobook person. <laughs> I still do mm-hmm. a lot of audiobooks. I'm up to just over a hundred now. And I've got about three in my queue at the moment. So I, I don't, some people don't like to do audiobooks. They'd rather do the shorter commercial reads and things of that nature. But I don't mind yeah. it because I am a huge book nerd. I still enjoy reading. I still enjoy producing audiobooks. So I guess that makes I me an audiobook person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the key. All my life, I've been a short story reader. I've been an article reader. Uh, I like the shorter versions. So therefore, yeah, in voiceover, I tend to go that way. I do a lot of uh, video sales letters. It may be seven, 8,000 words. I do a lot of these, you know, these narrations that are twelve to 1,500, but I have not tackled a book. A guy sent me a cover that he did, had my name on it and everything, and he was going to give me this book. It was a science fiction Western type thing right up my alley. And, <laughs> And it never did come to pass. And maybe that's a good thing. And and I do think this industry will guide you into your niche absolutely. eventually. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, by the work you're doing, it will, by your successes. And, you know, this kind of tells you it's something you're good at. Now, I, I just hate to sit and read that much. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could. I do. I think it's a wonderful talent to have. Now, outside of that, you were talking about character work and commercial work. Tell us about some of that that you do and what you enjoy. Um, I think most of what I do is on the long form side. So audiobooks, e-learning, you know, online tutorials, that thing, uh, that sort of thing. But I do get um, also a lot of meditation narration. I think I just have that calming, Hmm. soothing voice. I Mm -hmm. do not so much commercial work, but I have done a few video games, which I'm still under NDA for because they're still in production, so I can't say anything about them. But I think apart Mm -hmm. from the long form stuff, I do a lot of um, meditation, like I mentioned, and also um, like an AI kind of voice. I think my problem is that I already sound like Alexa and Siri, so... Mm-hmm. Pulling off an AI mm-hmm. voice isn't very hard. <laughs> ah, gotcha, gotcha. So, That's pretty neat. Yeah, I, I do neat. that voice a lot, I think. To replace AI voices, funny enough, that we're, we're also worried about AI voices taking over voiceover. But I have actually recorded quite a few to replace the artificial AI voice in my own AI voice. <laughs> so... So should we be scared of AI or not? What's your opinion? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I think there's going to be a point where it's going to be good enough. However, I don't think that we're close to anything resembling a machine being able to emote or to breathe, (laughs) you know, especially Mm -hmm. when we're talking about audiobooks, because audiobooks is, is a human telling a story. Yeah, right. Exactly. So having exactly. having an AI voice for an audiobook, I don't think is going to be anything we need to worry about anytime soon. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just kind of like a wait and see. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd just be interesting to see where this goes. It, it will be. I, I've noticed um, uh, even one of the platforms now is beta testing uh, the AI 
process. So that that's interesting to me. But on the same way, I'm like, I hear what you hear uh, when you listen to some of this. The, the, the emotions, it's almost there, but it's not mm-hmm. there. You just don't hear the feeling that you'll hear in a human voice. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times we read something, we're drawn into it, and we become just as emotional as the person that wrote it because we, we climb into that. And I just don't see them being able to electronically make that work. Yeah. But maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. And I know there's some people that are embracing it and lending their voice to the AI. You know, I I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel yeah. about that yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I'm right there with you. I'm 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 not, not usually a fence straddler, but I'm a fence straddler on yeah, this. I'm just not sure. For sure. So with with all that you do and as busy as you are, you're also uh, very involved in, you know, you putting things, putting content out there on YouTube and, and involving people and inviting them in to learn more about what you do. Um, tell us about some of the offerings you have and what you can maybe help people with that are out there trying to learn about audiobooks or voiceover. My YouTube channel started out as um, just additional information, mainly about Upwork for one of the Facebook groups that I belong to. And it just became this, this thing where, you know, people start to reach out to you. People like, I saw a lot of myself in these people that were reaching out to me and asking questions and saying, thank you for this. I was trying to find this information all over the place. So it just continued to grow and grow and grow. And I started to just share what I know because, again, I found the people reaching out to me, you know, myself four years ago. So Mm -hmm. I find it very gratifying and validating the time that I take to make these videos with the responses I get from people trying to learn to get into voiceover and audiobooks. So, and then of course that turned into, Hey, Angela, do you have any courses? Do you have any, can I meet with you for just, I have this question and I don't do well with typing or, you know, texting and all that stuff. Can I just meet with you face to face? Mm -hmm. So then I decided to offer one-on-one sessions, you know, in 30-minute increments because, A, I wanted to keep costs down, and B, I'm mm-hmm. busy. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I wanted to right. be able to do this. And then I also created courses. So then I have this website where everything sort of lives. And another fun thing that I started about a year ago is that I have what I call my platinum membership on my website. And for them, mm-hmm. it's a monthly fee for that. But we meet every week for about an hour or more. It's very casual. We all bring a drink and have a lot of laughs and share successes and stuff. And I have scripts for them. I have blogs. I have challenges. I have, you know, just all kinds of fun stuff. I try to give them as much as I can. So I have Mm -hmm. many different ways of of learning because I realize people like to learn different ways. They like pre-recorded content or they want to meet with you one-on-one. They want to meet in groups. So I have a little bit of everything on my website to help to help you learn what you need to learn or what you feel you need to learn, you know? Yeah. Very good. Very good. And you, uh, these are things that you learned on your way up and you're just paying things forward. I think that's great. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. I I think it's, it's good that we all do some of that as best we can. And some of us that, that can will, uh, there are other people that don't have that. I don't know that it's not in their wheelhouse to go out and share and teach. They're just, you know, in here grinding and doing what they can. And I respect that as well. I mean, it can, it can, it takes, 
it takes all of us. It takes a, it takes a village. Absolutely. It's very interesting. Mm. So uh, as you came into this and learned, tell us a little bit about your, you know, where you leaned and where you reached and, and kind of what got you going. In terms of, what do you mean? I'm sorry. What kind of, res- you know, where did you grab resources from? What was the, you know, somebody's coming in totally blind. They can reach out to you for sure. Absolutely. But is there is there somewhere they can go to practice or maybe somewhere they can go to get a little experience without putting themselves out there and out worrying, you know, don't have to worry about being ridiculed? Or something. Oh, gosh, I absolutely I, I understand that 110 percent being a huge introvert. <laughs> I was very <laughs> hesitant about charging people for my work when I felt that I wasn't completely ready. So I understand what you're saying. I started uh, with volunteering my time and narrating audiobooks on LibriVox.org. And I always recommend that to people if they want to volunteer their time for, these are books in the uh, public domain. So they're Mm -hmm. not under copyright or anything, but you can volunteer your time to narrate a chapter and a, a book in its entirety. But I think that way you can learn breath control and you can develop characters. And But I think mainly for me, that was a big learning curve for uh, the formatting of an audiobook. Mm-hmm. So when people mm-hmm. tell me, hey, I want to do audiobooks. And I said, well, here, do this first. Grab a book off your shelf and just try to get through a chapter. <laughs> and if you're right. comfortable with that, then you know, maybe go check out LibriVox.org and see if you can actually produce a chapter or a book properly formatted, you know, and get comfortable Mm -hmm. with that because that will help you tremendously going forward. But a lot of people find it difficult to pace themselves, especially with the breath. And that, I think, comes with Mm -hmm. time and practice. Being a voice actor, we have to find our diaphragm, you know, and use it and, <clears throat> excuse me, lung control, you know, it takes a lot more than you would think to narrate an audiobook. Right. right. And then climb over to the editing side. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. If you've never done any of this, you think, well, I, I can read this much and it'll take an hour. Guess what? You got another couple of hours to get to edit. Absolutely. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Not easy. So uh, do, do you recommend that they start with as much free stuff as possible? Go get Audacity, go do this, go do that. Or what's your what's your approach? Yes. In the very beginning, when you're still a little hesitant um, because you're not quite sure if this is something that you can A, do um, or want to do, because it's, it's it is a lot of work. It's a lot more than you would think. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I um, I think a USB mic to start is fine. I think USB mics have come a long way, even since I've had one four years ago. Um, but Audacity is is a great DAW, which is your digital audio workstation. It's free, free to use, free to download. I think I used that. I used Audacity for about three months, I think. And then I found Audition and it just, it just clicked for me. Now, there is a mm-hmm. cost to Audition, of course, but I think for me, it's my DAW of choice. But um, but to your point, there's nothing that you really need to spend a lot of money on in the beginning, apart from perhaps, I think coaching is a great idea in the beginning also, because you want to know that you can act because voice acting mm-hmm. is acting. Right. <laughs> and I right. think, especially for audiobooks, you have to have a love for books. You have to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense. It, it's. Uh... 
the thing I always tell people too is you can go get this free stuff and this cheap stuff, but you can't cheap out on your environment. Yeah, that too. You have really got to have a quiet environment. You've got to either build a, uh, you know, a lot of them call it a, a pup tent or some people call it a hobo <laughs> fort or whatever you want to call it, but you've got to do something to where it's quiet yeah. and you got to be so aware of so many things in your house. Your AC unit kicks in. Your refrigerator makes a noise. You can't have that yeah. uh, with with whether it's audio books or or you're doing commercial work or even the the five dollar struggling work. You know, people are going to really beat you to death if your if your background's noisy. So uh, that's not free, but that's one of the things. You know, you got to get it right and you got to make it quiet. Yeah. It's got to be very quiet. And not just your environment. And there's tricks. But you have to be also cognizant of your own person. You know, if oh your stomach gosh, yes. is grumbling, if you have, yeah. you know, a stuffed up nose, if you're wearing clothes that rustle, jewelry. I mean, you really have to be cognizant mm -hmm. of everything that could possibly make mm -hmm. noise. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. That's, uh, I had uh, gastric bypass many years ago. So anytime I eat, it's it's like a there's a new show going on, yeah. <laughs> and I know I I can't eat lunch until I'm done reading in the mornings yeah. because then I got to wait another hour. It's awful. It's just awful, and it's just all the like you said the noises you don't think about, uh, even uh, the roller on your mouse. Yeah, you know it's just all the little things, all the little things. Mm -hmm. So this is um, this is your thing now. You you really you know you really seem to love it. You love helping people. Um, What's what's your view on on? And of course, we both came into this during a time to where this industry had already changed. Yeah. And I think there's there's a divide. There are the old school, and it should have been done this way. And you shouldn't be on these platforms, and you can't be doing this and that. And then there's all of us who are trying to. We're the work from home. This is the only way you can do it. This is how we learn and how we make money. So, kind of, what's your take on the two sides? I think you're right. There perhaps was a great divide. I think even at the beginning of the pandemic, <clears throat> when everybody, all the studios were closing down and all of the quote unquote veteran voice actors, you know, those that have been doing this in studios for a while, started to realize that, oh my gosh, in order to continue, I'm going to have to be like the new breed and go home and make myself a home studio. I don't, I don't have any kind of animosity for them. I understand their opinions and their side. However, I think that as time goes on, some of them are starting to embrace the way that we, the new breed, do things. And I think some of them that were actually opposed to signing up to specific sites and places like that and doing things the way that we do things, they're starting to warm up to these things. They won't tell mm -hmm. you. <laughs> right. right. But I think they're starting to kind of, you know, see things the way that we do. And I mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I actually have had a few of them reach out to me to get some tips and insights and techniques into home studio creation. So I know mm -hmm. that they're trying to just you know, move with the times, which is a good thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Adapting is important. Absolutely. Yeah. Adapt and overcome. Things change. Mm -hmm. Things change. I think the old thing I used to have on my desk in the old corporate world was change is inevitable and growth is optional. Yes. So it's whichever way you want to go. 
So what's the, what's the best advice that you would give somebody today? They're listening to this and they say, man, I think I want to do audio books. I, you know, I'm not, maybe I'm not doing real well with this commercial stuff. You know, maybe that's not my thing. Maybe I need to do audio books. Mm-hmm. Which, which direction do you send them? I say, if they're torn between the two, I say, do both if you want. I do both. But I think for someone looking to get into audiobooks, they have to understand that, like I said before, you should have a natural love for books, an avid reader, um, because it's a marathon. It's definitely a marathon narrating audiobooks. You have to learn breath control, pacing, tone, character voices, intent of what is being said. I mean, there's a lot. And then the editing and the formatting, and it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So. I would just say if you're, you know, if you're torn between which way to go, I would say try both. You might like one over the other or, you know, uh, it's just I guess just to know that audiobooks really are a lot, <laughs> a lot more work than commercials <laughs> are. But don't right. don't listen to that inner critic telling you that you can't do either or or, you know, it just just mm-hmm. try it. As I always say, just do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it and try it. And you might just love one or the other or both. Mm-hmm. It, it really makes sense if you can mix the two because uh, and you have you're very successful on, on some of these platforms. You're doing really well. So you're busier. And it's hard for me sometimes to equate what a full day could be for somebody that's doing this volume versus the volume I do. Uh, I would, I hang on to some other work because of, I want to make sure in that eight hour day, I'm, I'm trying to work as much as I can. I don't want to, uh, I want to market. I want to do my other things, but I also need to provide income. But however, if you're early into this, audio books can teach you, train you, help you a lot, plus fill those hours and you're going to make some money, or you may be doing some of the royalty share stuff and you might not make money. But the thing is, you got to learn and you got to learn somewhere. So why not uh, if it's something you can do? And, and is it fair to say, even if you started into that and it ended up not being what you did down the road, would it not help you in your voice acting, in your reading, uh, being able to sight read better? Or, or mm-hmm. what do you think of that? Yeah, that's a good point. That is definitely a good point. I think... Um... Because I started with audiobooks, I can see what you're saying. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think reading the books out loud really taught me a lot about what I can and can't do in terms of my own range, just exploring new characters and character attributes and really just learning breath control. I think that was one of the hardest things for me. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people struggle with that because, you know, For example, you have a book where there's a big run-on sentence. You're going to have to find a place in the sentence where it sounds like you could give it a nice natural pause. Take that breath (laughs) instead of trying to just cram it into the last of your breath. You know, take that natural breath, cut it out in post, and then, you know, have it sound or read out the rest of the sentence. But Mm -hmm. I do want to bring up one thing. If someone is interested in perhaps doing books that they don't want their name on, they could always use a pseudonym. Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. As, as many do on platforms yes. as well. Yeah. Speaking back to old school, new school. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
there, yeah. Uh, I, and I, I think that too. And I catch myself, uh, you're talking about reading and learning to read ahead a little bit and know what's coming. Uh, there are some days I've gotten better at that. My eyes get too far ahead sometimes <laughs> yeah. and, and uh, the, an F out of another word ends up in this word. And it's like, man, I've got to slow down. It does happen. But to train yourself to read a little bit ahead is really, really good. And it will help you. Um, one of the pieces of advice that I give people too is read out loud. Even if you're not doing audiobooks, get stuff and read it out loud as much as you can or read into a, your phone and listen back to it and listen for those breaths and the things that you're doing. It can be a help. I always recommend sure. listening to audiobooks yourself. Get a membership oh, to point. Audible. Listen to as many audiobooks as you can. And not just the same narrator. You might have a favorite and that's fine. But you want the different perspectives. You want the different takes mm -hmm. on character voices. You want the different takes on the, you know, if do they leave a breath in? Do they not? Do they take a shallow breath? Do they just take a big old breath, you know? And you'll even be surprised mm -hmm. to find that even some of these bigger name authors, like, for example, I was listening to a Stephen King book and there was a retake left in it. They happen, <laughs> right. you know, just to not beat right. yourself up about every little thing because you are human mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. just to enjoy yourself while you're narrating an audiobook. But listening right. to audiobooks has been huge for me. Now, you were talking earlier about um, meditation type things and et cetera. And it, it just hit me all of a sudden. Uh, you've done over a hundred books. Is there a certain type that you do more than other, or how does that work for you? I think m the majority of what I do are self help. I enjoy mm -hmm. those. <laughs> I know a lot of people mm -hmm. find them sort of, you know, just mundane, and but I don't. I like learning. I like learning new mm -hmm. things. I don't mind e learning books, but I think those are what I do the most. And then behind mm -hmm. a close second would be. Uh, children's books and probably fantasy. Mm -hmm. I can hear the the self help thing. That makes sense <laughs> yeah. because uh, it, uh, hearing you talk, I think, well, that's it's it sounds educated. It sounds formal. It sounds yeah. like someone who would teach me something. So yeah, your voice is definitely well suited for that. So what about the future? What do you see uh, for you personally coming up, and you know, with your career and what you're doing? kind of some goals. What are you chasing right now? Oh, boy. Um, I'm really just hoping things just continue on the path that I'm on. I think in the future, I'm going to reach out to uh, publishers directly and go that route instead mm -hmm. of depending upon other sites or outside, um, you know, marketing mm -hmm. to direct clients, that sort of thing. Right. Um, perhaps find an agent. Great. So, um but yeah, nothing like in the near future. I, I'm, I'm just happy to be on the path that I'm on and to see the work that I do, you know. So oh, good. I'm just going to cruise good. along and <laughs> do what I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, the groundwork is there. Your social uh, presence is there. Uh, so I, I think you're on the right path for all of that. I think you're going to be highly successful and it'll continue for you. It looks good. Um, right. Yeah, the marketing thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jeez, it's it's such a challenge. Yeah. So many different directions and things to do. Yeah. Well, some uh, some parting words for everybody out there that you'd like to leave with them that, uh, you know, how to get in touch with you and all those kind of things. I would say the, the thing that I tell people the most is don't let fear dictate your future or your success. 
or, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want to do something, just do it. But if anybody wanted to reach out to me, my website is pretty easy, voiceoverangela.com. All the social media handles are the same apart from Twitter. I think I'm Angela O underscore VO, but I'm on TikTok. I'm on, you know, I'm on everything. YouTube, I have tons of videos on YouTube about just about anything voiceover and audiobook related. And uh, everyone's welcome to reach out to me if they have a question. Awesome. Awesome. I greatly appreciate your time. I know you're busy, busy, busy. <laughs> and uh, I know everybody will appreciate hearing from you. And hey, if you're out there wondering where to go, what to do, and you're thinking about audiobooks, here's your connection right here. Yeah. It doesn't get any clearer. <laughs> so thanks a bunch. And I'm sure we'll see each other around the uh, Facebook, et cetera, group pages, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yep, yep. Thank you so much. This was fun. Oh, wonderful to have you. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to The VO Life with Troy Holden. Check back for more episodes each week and catch up on what you've missed also. This is for you, those just living that VO life. Thanks for listening and join us again. The VO Life intro is by Louise Porter. The outro by Liz Moya. You can pick us up on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, and many other podcast carriers. Need to send me an email? Do it today. Troy at TroyHoldenVoices.com. Thanks for listening.